Fashion Information Podcast. My name is Caroline Grace and I run the fashion school in London and in Brighton uh, for children between oh, as young as six to, we say 18, but probably about 17. Uh, but this is for children wherever any of you who are interested in fashion, either as a career or you want to find out more about it. You may feel that you are in the middle of um, nowhere, um, but I just hope this, this podcast helps you feel connected and in the know. Today, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Jasmine Broadhurst, who is in her first year at Central St. Martins, and she's studying fashion knit. Now, Jasmine came to us when she was... 12, 11, 12, something like that. She's been with, she was with us until uh, she went to do her foundation course. So she's got a lot to tell you, a lot of, about what's happened to her good, bad, what she found easy at school, uh, how she kind of, you know, the type of person she is. And uh, I think it's going to be really enlightening to all. Those of you who think that you want a passport to get into um, a successful college like St Martin's, Central St Martin's, or if you think there's a kit that you can buy to get in, then I think this will make you realise that's just absolute rubbish. There are lots of other really great courses, as well as Central St Martin's, uh, not just in London, but also in the UK, and that includes Scotland and Wales, and then there's Europe and America too. There are so many courses and you need to find the course that suits you. All courses have um, different specialisms. Some have excellent tutors you may click with. They may have the facilities that you want. So it's really important that you find out St. Martin's, Central St. Martin's is not for everyone. And if you decide it's not for you, it does not mean that you are a lesser student or not as talented. It just means that course is not for you the way that they, you know, they run the course, the way what they emphasize on it may you may find that's that's just not the way you work. I see lots and lots of students who are incredibly talented. I don't think St Martin's is the right place for them. I think there's a big place for them in the fashion industry and I think they're going to do extraordinarily well. But I wouldn't necessarily automatically encourage anybody to think Holy Grail, Central St Martin's, fantastic course, but there are so many and we will be interviewing other students from other places and I hope that it helps you decide where you want to go in your future. Anyway, thank you very much. I really hope you enjoy it. Jasmine's got a lot to say. Hello there and welcome to Get Down and Get With It. It's a children's fashion information podcast. And today we're really lucky to have an ex-student, I would honestly say a really good friend, even though we don't really do friends, do we? Her name is... Uh, Jasmine Broadhurst, uh, and she is in her first year at Central St. Martin's doing fashion knit. So um, not only is she, what I would say, a good friend and a past student, she also ha has helped out until once we're back out of lockdown with the tinies. So um, she now has earned a patience of a saint. <laughs> anyway, welcome, Jasmine. Hello. So, so Jasmine, um, 
Jasmine came, I don't know, I've known Jasmine since she was really, really young, like we're talking like 11 or 12. And when I first met Jasmine, she came with her sister Holly, so hi Holly. Holly is probably one of the funniest women I've ever met, uh, hilarious. And Holly is going to do a foundation course thinking about Brighton. So we're going to speak to Jasmine about her story, um, what you know? How did she get to where she is? And what we're going to do? We've had so many questions from you all that uh, we're going to interject the story with uh, questions because otherwise, I think a lot of you have asked questions that I think will come up in her story, and I, I want you to to know that we're answering yours. So, um, first of all, Jasmine, uh, where was it? Where did you grow up? What what sort of environment? Um, I grew up in Eastbourne, which is like a little seaside town. Uh, and I went to this like small all girls school where it wasn't like super arty, but like the art teachers we did have were quite good. Yeah, you um, did very well with them, didn't you? Yeah, they gave us a lot of freedom because the school was so small, which was really lucky. Um, but yeah, but like, outside of those lessons the arts were not very appreciated <laughs> it's not a unique thing you're saying there uh, yeah but you were at um a, a school called moira house that i i remember well because your school used to thrash everybody at swimming so there you go and uh, that's all i remember and, um but it it was a, I think it was a very caring, sweet school, wasn't it? it probably still is. I think it's yeah. taken over by Rodine now, hasn't it? Oh, it's gone now. Is it not even around? Yeah, they shut down like last year completely. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, you know, if you if you're into swimming and you live in uh, Sussex, you've got a much better chance now that it's. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Anyway, so um. You were at Moira House when I first met you and you used to come over to my place right at the beginning where I stood for my flat and it was anarchy really, wasn't it? And, yeah. uh, but there was something very special about Jasmine, always. And I would say that um, I always talk about people who like fashion or, and it's what they do and people who are fashion and this is what they are. And Jasmine fits into that category. And she was such an unusual girl anyway, which was just brilliant. Um, uh, but, you know, it was, it was really obvious from the start that you would probably be a sort of like a, a square peg in a round hole if you went to any, anywhere that was not the right course for you. So, um, so you, you came to me and we made some stuff and everything and it was all madness and you, you came to me for a while. And then um, I'm just gonna ask you this, Ava who's 13 says, what was school like for you? I mean, we've heard a bit. Um, yeah, I think that, well, I did quite well still on academic subjects. Yeah. I was one of those annoying people who could like not try very hard and still get good grades. <laughs> Jasmine in fact in the fashion lab Saturday morning class it was great wasn't it we have full-scale arguments and stuff it's great um and uh yes so so Jasmine was 
not only very artistic and creative and individual, but she was also very bright, rather irritatingly. So, um, so it was okay for you, wasn't it? Did you find it yeah. hard knowing that you want to do fashion at a school that may have wanted you to do something else? Or was it not like that? Um, well, the school, yeah, suggested that I do other things, but my parents were always like very, uh, very supportive of me doing fashion. Yeah. Uh, so I never felt any pressure to go like the academic subject route. Um, and like, say, my mum obviously took me to uh, fashion classes and like I always did art classes ever since I was like a really tiny child so I've been like for it. absolutely no um your mum Emma hi Emma she's she is totally smashing and your dad as well yeah um so uh you're when you left school well when you were at school which exams did you take and what difficulties came across your way before you got accepted at CSM so um, for UCSE, along with the like academic subjects, I did art, photography and textiles. So that's uh, like a lot of creative work there. And I really enjoyed them. But then when I got into A-levels, I was at the same school, but it went through like a lot of changes. And there was a lot of like other issues. And it just kind of turned into a bit of a disaster. And I like dropped out. I started off doing art photography, textiles and philosophy. And then I ended up with photography and philosophy A-levels and then an A-level I did online in English, which was also did you find, good. Did you find that A-level to do? Was it off yeah. yeah. So I think this yeah. is comes out quite a lot with people that we're interviewing. So you decided and you found your own direction and I think that's always been you you always find an opportunity or you you get inspired by things and you you do that like your photography has always been really excellent and you could have very easily done photography um but it kind of it was almost like an, an extension of you your photography it was it was for for me Jasmine's photography gave me a real insight into what was going on in her mind um, and where she was in the world and it wasn't something that was oh you know you should do photography you just did photography yeah yeah I definitely I looked a lot at fashion photographers obviously all my photography was fashion inspired um, and I think as well a lot of the stuff that I learned whilst in photography especially like analyzing the work and because uh, it's a lot of writing too, but it really gives you such a good critical eye of like how to look at art and how you can use it to inspire yourself, which is applicable like across the art subjects, not just in photography. Absolutely. And um, when Jasmine used to come over on Saturday morning for Mayhem, um, she was always looked so interesting and so amazing. And I you know, it was kind of, it was a mix of so many sort of subcultures and sort of things. And you just could see when you looked at her that she would, she had created her own style, her own person. You could see references to things. So you could really see that uh, Jasmine was totally engaged with popular culture, um, you know, uh, counterculture, um, anything that was slightly offbeat. 
and uh, and in and plus you know putting it all together so it was always sort of like slightly sort of um what can i say i just never felt that you you never turned up saying oh i've dressed I, i'm looking like um you know a, a celebrity or anything like that. there was nothing ever like that in that remit and uh, Jasmine used to always find the most brilliant things on these Chinese websites. And she gave me the most amazing bag that I've got. And it's so funny. It really is great. And I'll show it you all when you're older. <laughs> um, so uh, what else can we say? Let me go back to here. So yeah, so you, you, you did your exams. Your school kind of like imploded, really. Uh, which I didn't even know about. And then... Um, then what happened after them? Where did you go? What did you do? Um, so well, when I was out of school doing the online A-level, I went on a lot of like short courses to build up my portfolio uh, for applying to foundation. And I applied to um, Fashion Textiles, CSM Foundation, Kingston and uh, Kensington Chelsea College. But I didn't get into CSM, which was like really? devastating at the time. It was really, really hard at the time. And I just remember thinking, yeah, yeah but you are going to be so brilliant. There'll be, you know, nobody has a straight tra trajectory, do they? They always, do you know what I mean? You always sidestep and actually it's better or whatever. And then you get to where you want to be. And um, personally, although it was absolutely devastating for you, I was so excited about where you were going to go to because I knew the woman, Sue, who runs it, uh, and you can explain about it. I just knew her to be the most passionate, caring um, woman I'd ever met with her students. And I just knew that if you, that she would totally support and inspire you. So should we talk about that? Yeah, I because I thought my second choice was going to be Kingston. But when I went to the interview at KCC and met Sue, she just completely sold the course to me. She is so amazing. You can see like how much she cares about the students and how supportive she is. Um, the foundation was like, it was really amazing. Uh, I was surprised how quickly my work improved in such a short amount of time. And like everybody who was on my foundation got into the top universities in the country. Uh, yeah, the Sue just like pushed us all yeah. to do listen, the best. Listen to it, listen to it, because it is an amazing course. I have no vested interest apart from the fact I really believe in the courses they run there. There's also, I think it's a diploma one as well, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, two, which is also very good, very different, and also run by another Sue. I think, oh, anyway, I can't remember. Everybody's names are Pam, but uh, Sue is just, oh, she's just exactly the tutor you want. And she cares and she will cry with you. She will laugh with you. She will just adore you. And if you're worried about being in London on your own and you've got Sue, I just think, you know, do not think it's a good idea. You're, oh my God, I need to do my fashion. I need to do a foundation at a big college because that will help my journey. And then I will get in there and I'll be safe. It's not, it's not quite like that, is it? And the thing is, is I just see the work that comes out of, uh, I think it's Morley College now, and it's the Chelsea Centre for Arts. I'm really sorry, I think I've got that wrong. But the courses that I think you should all be looking at because they are absolutely amazing and like, 
um, you know, Jasmine says, and it is not um, the be, you know, it's it's not the drive. The drive is the course is just incredible anyway, but the success rate is unbelievable. So um, if you're looking for, if you think about doing a foundation, and I hope you are, don't always think it's a, you know, it's a good idea to go to a name, a big name. Would you agree? Yeah, the the small classes is just, uh, you get so much more attention and guidance than the bigger schools like, especially, I think there's like 400 people on some of these university foundation courses. Um, whereas on my course, I think, in by the time we like finished there was about 20 of us and I think it was about eight of us were doing various courses at CSM so comparing that to like how many people normally get in is like really amazing statistic. it is amazing and, and it's not um it's you know I mean you're all different and some of you will thoroughly enjoy going to CSM to do their foundation or their fashion foundation and Joe Simpson who runs the fashion foundation is also absolutely amazing woman amazing woman and again will you know I would I, I just think she's fantastic what she does with the students so um but I think that you need to kind of be a bit more mature about this journey that you're taking everybody and not just think CSM CSM you know because um there are so many other really fantastic colleges not just in London and you know as, as Jasmine as or you told me earlier on you know she consists you know they're the still the top universities in the world amongst the top but there is also um Antwerp which is an amazing setup there and that's quite small and then Parsons and FIT in New York FIDM in um Los Angeles and then Parsons have opened up in Paris in addition to the other excellent courses out there so I would say my advice to you, and I think Jasmine is going to tell you the same, is really, really look around, you know. Also, fantastic courses in Scotland. I mean, Edinburgh and Glasgow are just amazing. So, uh, and oh, on top of that is some amazing colleges around the, you know, Great Britain. You know, we're doing lots of fantastic things. So do not put the blinkers on, have an open mind. Yeah, would you agree? Yeah. yeah I think that um for London Kingston and Westminster yeah. are some of the best ones and like if I also encourage you to like go on open days and then you'll discover which ones like would suit your personality best or you there's like more than one thing that you're looking for in a uni and it really depends on the experience that you want to have mm, absolutely and it's not just a one-way thing you know um it's it, you know it's not about them choosing you you need to choose them and uh, and do make sure you ask questions and prepare yourself beforehand research into your colleges your courses because a college is as good as its courses as its tutors and as its course leader so um you know some place they have most inspiring uh tutors um i'm just really excited with what's happening at um kingston ma which is another of course you do after you've done a BA. I just think the stuff that's coming out of that I'm just really excited by at the moment and courses change don't they? Yeah Westminster's like within recent years has really come up whereas before it was not like one that was known 
that well uh but it's like to do with what what tutors are there who's running it at the moment um yeah the the good courses do move about yeah no totally and we have um we've got a student over there maya who i think was she i think she's a year above she was a year above you uh maya and she's there doing uh menswear excellent excellent but also comes in and helps any of you go to us i probably may have met her so um when you uh run your foundation course we've spoken about uh, this is from um sony who's 12 and the exams and the uh, what any difficulties came from Juliet, who's 16. Uh, Sony asked, what was your foundation like and what did you learn? So maybe we could speak about what you actually did, because it was very much portfolio based, wasn't it? Yeah. So I chose to do the fashion foundation rather than a general art foundation, because I knew I just wanted to do fashion. Um, so we had a few projects on the first term where you could figure out if you wanted to specialize in either fashion textiles or uh, fashion communications um, and we got taught like how to draw fashion figures how uh, sketchbooks works how like you go about creating a project um, and portfolio pages uh, and then after the first term you start doing, or right at the end of the first term, you start doing your portfolio project, which is the big project. That's the main one that's going to be in your portfolio. And I think this was the point where things like really clicked for me and my work suddenly started going really yes. well. Um, and you, we had like more freedom with this project and it was much longer than the other ones because the previous ones were generally about two weeks. Uh, but this one was about, uh, I want to say, eight weeks. Mm. So we were working on it all through, like, putting in our digital portfolios and, like, initial applications. And then up until the point where we were actually taking it to interviews, the ones that were still happening and weren't cancelled. Uh, because it was, yeah, the some of the things, because of the corona, quite a few of the interviews were cancelled last minute. Yeah. Uh, but we did have some before that. Did you find that hard? Sort of like because, uh, you know, it's it's a one year course. You work as a team closely with Sue, and you know, and then there's a there's a show at the end. Um, and it, yours is a static one there, but it's it's so enriching. I just think I'm just go go go. Um, and uh, but it couldn't happen, could it? No. So uh, the whole of our final uh final major project was auto online um and we had uh websites instead of the show it was disappointing that we couldn't have the digital show but i found it quite i i didn't mind working online uh we made a website which was good and i'm actually making a website now for my current project again because since we're online again and i quite like that way of yeah. doing things um because I think everything's moving much more digital now in general that I'm like uh yeah more encouraged to work online absolutely especially since we're not seeing it in person yeah yeah, yeah. I think it works I, I I if somebody told me a year ago that I would really enjoy tutoring online via zoom 
I would have thought they were mental, but I just see I just see it as a really big way forward. And I know that with our own courses for you know children who are at school, um, I'm seriously considering the idea of doing this is for the older students. I'm half online, half in person because I think you'll get a better project, and the, the, they come in for like live technical help. So um, you, that uh, so you you you. Now you've got a really big day. Let me just make sure I'm not skipping forward of all the other questions that we've got down here. Um, oh, here we go. Here's a good one. So, and this is by, uh, oh yes, Sola. Why did you choose CSM, Central St. Martins? Um, I've known that I wanted to go there since I was about 14, because I was like looking at all the cool young designers that I liked and realized they all graduated from CSM. And then when I looked into it more, I like I really liked how they like encourage and appreciate like weird art. Like at school, I was always making art that other people would think was like weird or gross. Um, so I thought that it was a good fit for me, but also I'm a quite a high achiever. So the fact that it's considered the best is also a big appeal yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you you're certainly. Can you just talk about your actual portfolio project that you presented to them? Uh, I remember you working on it, and she was on fire. Like she, Jasmine, was on fire. So could you explain it? Because I think it's really important that you listen to this, children. And this is not about trying to copy something you know, but this is really about something within you. Yeah, so for my portfolio project, it was, uh, we got the theme identity uh, given to us, but we could take that wherever we wanted. So I took it to like uh, a memory that I had from when I was about 13. Uh, I used to be scared of this video, this like found footage YouTube video that had like a spooky door and said I had the body of a pig and then like grunting noises and I took like these phrases and used them as like the starting point for inspiration for my project um, and like I went to the butchers and uh, they let me in their freezer to take pictures of the meat. You, uh, you, and you made an appointment didn't you to go in there I mean this is you know listen to what she's saying I think you you don't realize how important this is because it just comes naturally to you but children listen you know Jasmine is phoning up the butchers Jasmine is going this is her direction she's not waiting for somebody to tell her it's okay yeah yeah, I think I got my dad to ask for me, but I did, I did, I did, I did ask in advance and go in because I have been told off before a few times from taking pictures in shops and stuff. So it's good to just check first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but nobody said to uh, me, um, oh, there's a butcher down the road, you know, or something. Like you, you, you know, I know you got your dad to ask, but um, it was coming from you. Yeah, yeah, because it's really important to have your own images in your sketchbook. You don't just want to be relying off the images you found online because anyone can have those images you found online. If you want to make it unique to you, you really need to create your own imagery. Absolutely. Um, and then from there, like, I started looking at various different artists. I was looking at Francis Bacon because obviously he has a lot of, like, pig-type imagery with, like, the carcasses. Um, and I also started looking at like some smaller artists 
artists. I found this website called Art Viewer, which I still use, which is really good resource because it has lots of exhibitions from small artists all over the world. And so you're getting really unique, uh, yeah, really unique artists that not everyone will have seen. Um, and so I, yeah, I found some of them and I started inspired by, I was using chicken bones in my project mm -hmm. making like samples with latex and hair and then inspired by one of the artists I found on this website I vacuum sealed the chicken bones in like in gelatin like in a bag with hair and gelatin and the chicken bones inside it um it was amazing and, yeah that, that was the sample and but, but what was so great was then you developed it into your knit ideas and that was kind of it, you know it was it was it, that that made it so much richer and more uh, meaningful and uh so um and you and you you know you worked on your you read about your own illustration style and i i would say that jasmine has a really strong sense of sense of self and so there was i can tell you a jasmine's drawing because i can see her in everything so i just think that um you know i didn't feel that jasmine was trying to copy the style of so and so obviously when you're young and you're learning you want to play around with things but what actually was presented i felt was absolutely you um i remember you coming around to my flat with all your things and it's the first time i'd ever seen her knit and it was just wonderful and I ended up giving you that butcher's apron. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> I have forever. I don't really cook kids, so it was an easy. It was an easy giveaway. Um, so, but it, I think um, what made with you the knitting, knit? yeah, with the knitting, I um, uh, well, they didn't do. They didn't have knitting at my on my course it was that they had like one knitting machine that I had to ask for weeks before they could like find it because it was lost somewhere so but I knew that it was something that I was interested in so I found uh I just went online and found uh some classes to do machine knitting and I went to them and I liked it it was easier than I expected it to be because I can't hand knit or crochet so uh but the machine I really enjoy. Um, and you're working on like and a brother domestic then, yeah? Yeah, a brother domestic machine yeah. I've got. And you can um, put those up online, can't you, off eBay quite cheaply? Yeah, and they like, and they hold their price as well. So if you do get one and decide it's not for you, you can sell it and like get the money back. Um, but uh, I did like as well that no one else in my class was doing it. And I enjoyed being the only one yeah. going down sure. this pathway. And it also felt like um, I remember you telling me when I was younger, you know, there's so many women's wear graduates do yeah. something specialized. So you there's like more likely to get a job out of it at the end. Or it's um, and so a knit is definitely one of those specialized things that not everyone knows how to do. And it's a different skill to have, and it is so important to fashion there's so much clothing is knitted it's, it's really interesting using something like um knit fashion or fashion knit because you have to be kind of two people because a knitter can get really focused with up close 
and the stitch and the quality of the stitch and all this, that and the other. So you get a lot of knitters who, and, and the reason I say it's because I have taught on knitwear courses, you might not know this for, oh, blooming years and years and years. And um, I kind of went in with a, from a fashion angle because a lot of students would struggle. They could work brilliantly as knitters and do sampling and in a lot of cases that's probably what they were going to do when they left but they had no concept of standing back in the bigger picture and what could be done with the knit so I think what works well for Jasmine is she has both of these qualities don't you so you you are always you, you've gotten your back you, you don't get over obsessed with your your sample without maybe thinking about the bigger picture yeah, because I was definitely, I was not thinking about doing textiles at all before. Mm. Um, no. But I just happened to start doing knitting and really liking it. I'm really liking how I can have control over every part of the, uh, of the garment. Like I can create the fabric myself. It gives like another element to have personalised. Absolutely. And I think sometimes I feel a bit sorry for knit students, some print students in fashion, because they've created the fabric and the garment and it's almost, it can be overlooked, can't it? You know, but the, the skill and also, um, I mean, I know it's not always about a job at the end, but quite often it is. And there are so many exciting fashion knit jobs around. And um I'm uh, for me knowing Jasmine's doing fashion knit. Yeah, that absolutely fits the bill because um, I think maybe you would have found, like you say, you like making your whole fabric too. So absolutely okay. amazing. So did you have or do you have any uh, mentors? Where's that question? Um, who did that one about the? Uh, oh yes, this is by AJ. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people ask this. 13 year old boy I don't know him uh, was there anyone who supported you like a mentor uh, yes it was Caroline me I thought you were yeah Susan. and Sue and Sue, yeah. Sue as well Sue as well but but from I have known Caroline for longer from a young age and I think but both Sue and Caroline obviously Caroline has her own business now which I find really inspiring and she has loads of years of experience in the industry and so much valuable advice and she's really helped me and been there for me for a long time oh, darling I am yeah I'm feeling almost quite cheerful yeah thank you thank you and yeah and and so are you actually I think in a way you're not my mentor but you are one of my inspirations because I'm just so proud of you so right moving on <laughs> is um oh yeah here's a really good one and um, we kind of started to answer it in an example but sony who's 13 asks where do you get your inspiration from and how do you express this in your garment um i normally it, each project is different i like to uh come across things that like either I find online or from my memories like unusual objects or events yeah. and maybe using them as starting points I also think like films uh films and books are really good places to get inspiration from while I've been working I uh listen to audiobooks whilst I'm working so that I'm like constantly being inspired or thinking like I pick up something from a book like oh I want to use this as an idea in a future project or, oh, it might go with my current project. Um, I also like fiction. It can be 
information, factual, it can be anything, yeah? Yeah. I also like doing like some like physical sort of process to help inspire my garments. Like I've done stuff for my current project. I've been putting like images into AI and seeing how they transform and using like the AI process to inspire the garments for other things. I've made like sculptural pieces. AI, sorry, butting in. AI is like artificial intelligence. Um, it's very exciting new software that's like becoming more and more mainstream and important. Would, if you've got somebody who just before we carry on with, with that, if you've got some, if you were going to advise somebody, if they had been given £250 um, to help further their development, would you say that would be a really good option amongst other things so that they can work on their own development? Or would you say go on a course? If you are, say, I don't know, 17, what would you say? I would say go on a course. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, I'll come to that mention. So you talk about your idea and then you take it into sculptural. Um, once you've done, gone through the AI process, then what happens? You take yeah. it three-dimensionally. Is that right? I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, well, it's all different for different projects. For the for other projects, I've done stuff like make sculptures that like inspire the silhouettes. Or I've also done things where like I've printed different parts of my body, like covered them in paint and printed them on paper. Uh, I did one that was like a dance uh, and printed like my foot patterns to make silhouettes. Um, and just like some sort of physical process I really like having in my work because it makes it feel more personal. Like other people wouldn't have necessarily done this. This is something that I have physically had to do to come out with the result rather than just using the, the information that I've collected. And you've just got really involved and um, this brings me to another part. So say you're in that project and I know I've got, um, this is from Finn, he's 14, he's smashing. Um, on projects, do you get nervous and stressed and how do you deal with that? And that is, uh, I think they do because they're so concerned about the end game and how it will be received rather than think about the journey within it. Yeah, I always I always stress about my work not being good enough or mostly about not doing enough work. I'm constantly stressed that I'm not doing enough work. Uh, but you, yeah. yeah, usually like I see everybody else's work and then I'm like, okay, I have I have done enough work. There's always people with less work than me. Um, and I stress too much about it. I have kind of just have to remind myself that yes you probably do have enough work and also if I'm worried too much about like the outcome or it not being good I think like not every project is going to go perfectly it might not be the best project uh but like I'm only in first year at the moment so I've still got a lot to learn and things going wrong mm. I can learn from them uh yeah it's not essential that everything is completely perfect and I think that if you go into that thinking like it has to be perfect that you will not come out with the best results anyway absolutely absolutely and just to um, remind everybody that when you were doing that final project it was you know you were so involved in it emotionally spiritually every uh, everything and you were actually going through quite a hard time as well so um you know when you have you found that I mean I know for me 
creating has really helped when I'm in a, a tricky situation, a personal situation. I've always found it would help me. Is that with you? Do you know what I mean? I thought, or did you feel, I don't want to do any work, I don't want to do anything? Um, yeah, I know that like when I feel bad, often I will not want to do work, but it's because I tend to feel bad when I'm not doing work. Um, whereas when I am doing, when I am working on stuff, it automatically makes me feel much better. Yeah. So yeah, on all the times when I am feeling bad is the times where I'm not doing work and I'm like really finding it hard to. And there is certain times where you do think I just should take a break, maybe like completely relax and yeah. then try and get back into doing it. Yeah. 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 No, I don't mean like, you know, you know absolutely pour everything into work and get really in a big knot and then it's all a big mistake. I just find that I think if, if you have a talent and you have a drive, Sometimes it's really great to pull on the positive way as a tool. Do you know what I mean? When you just feel like, oh, you know, um, and things happen, so they do. So um, anyway, Finn, I hope that helped. I think that's really good advice. Knowing both of you, um, I know that you, oh, some, you know, in some ways you have a lot of, of um, Jasmine's, um, you have a lot of, you have a lot of jasmine's qualities and especially as i know finn how you worry about stuff and i think that was really good advice from jasmine you know it's not always going to work it, it no it won't always work out it just won't you know and that's the thing with experimentation isn't it you know you've got to be not to be too scared of that end game because sometimes it can cripple your process and like jasmine says you don't come out with your best um <coughs> oh, excuse me, everybody. Um, where? All right. Where are we going with this? Here we go. Um, right. Do you have any thoughts in the future for the? Sorry. Do you have any thoughts for the future of your particular specialism in fashion? And that's Monet, and she's fourteen. Yeah. Um, well, already a lot of knitting is computerized now. Like most things that you get from the shops will be knitted computerized. It won't be on a domestic or even industrial machine by hand. Um, so I think that there's like the technology is only going to get better and the possibilities are going to become much more exciting. And as well, like new materials are being invented and developed. And I like the idea, like, if we could like 3D print fabrics as well yeah. and what the possibilities will be. Um, and I also think like changing our definition of fashion, like broadening our definition, like it might not just be physical clothes that we're wearing. I, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on at the moment where there's like fashion designers that are just making digital clothes that are like, can be like, edited onto people and I think that that's a really good way to go for sustain sustainability because if it's digital it's not using anything yeah Patrick's done that hasn't he Patrick McDowell he did a claim yeah I think so there's been quite a few designers recently who have been doing that um but we're definitely I feel like we're in like a new revolution Me too. in the whole world so, so fashion's obviously gonna have be part of this revolution yep. and I think for all the designers at the moment don't be as scared of like doing digital work and like work on digital now because it's going to be so important in the future to be able to do these digital things I'll just absolutely no I'm so excited for you all I just think this is a, such an amazing chapter 
um, and who knows where we're going with it. But I just feel, yeah, just like you. So when you're at St. Martin's, um, do you work on the Jubilee machines? Is that what they... Well, no, we have them. Yeah, we don't start them until the second year. But <laughs> I have been on one because I found a lady who does lessons with them. Like, because when I came, I moved to London a month before I actually started uni. And then I like doubled up on the knitting lessons. And yeah. I had like two different teachers twice a week so that I could get as much practice as possible. And using, I really liked using the industrial machine actually but my, my main goal is the computerized machine oh, that's what i'm most excited yeah. for it's it's really nice to see that transition the knitwear course i used to go up and teach on or advise on was at nottingham trent and they have the most amazing facilities because um nottingham is built around uh the lace and knitwear um, that's how Comeback Course started, um, and the fashion course was started by a woman called Pauline Denyer, who's Paul Smith's um, partner. So um, there was, and it, I think that kind of that's why that grew out the way it did, and it inherited a lot of the industrial processes. So it was always really interesting for me to go up there because I was totally not like that. You know, I still don't know. I probably done bit on the jubier but not really I'm, I'm not I, I I don't understand knit unless it's within fashion unfortunately but that's why I was there so um so you see so they put in a jubier in the second that is really really interesting I can absolutely see why but of course you're yeah. you're in lockdown so you can't it doesn't matter what you can't use them and that's maybe why digital um, a digital way forward it has a new you know yeah 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 this is a way isn't it absolutely yeah amazing okay. what are your tutors like I mean obviously they're all lovely but I mean what are they uh do you have a tutor who is like um do you have technicians can you explain the difference between a technician and a tutor and what they kind of all do do you have a first year tutor? yeah, yeah so we have our like tutor the like head of knit craig um and then we also have neil who is first year tutor and those are like our permanent ones and we've had we often have them for projects but the tutors vary from project to project uh for the white show we had joshua for like the creative tutor and tamsin for pattern cutting and they were both really amazing like tamsin really she made it so clear of exactly how to do everything. We learned so much in like three days uh, getting the pattern cutting done. Um, and both of them really pushed us to be like as experimental and creative as possible. At the moment, we have a knit project. And so we have Tim, who is, he runs Knitworks London. And he also tutors at um, Chelsea, uh, UAL Chelsea. and he yeah he's been really good and but he was ill for one of the weeks and we had an ex-student who currently works at Bottega Veneta come and teach us for a week which was also really interesting because you we can ask about the different experience we haven't had that much time with technicians because of the lockdown yeah as well um so for our white show, we had like one one day where we could give the technicians some stuff to like help us with. Uh, but then spending it kind of early. Sorry. First of all, and this is children who are listening to this who 
don't know what the white show is and they don't know what a technician is. So shall we first of all just tell them the difference between a technician and a tutor? So the technician is there to help you with all like the physical making aspects of the work uh for i know for the white show we've got technicians time which means you've already made the 12 for your garment so now you're giving them the things to sew and they'll sew it perfectly for you you can't they won't make your whole garment but they'll help you out because there is a lot to do exactly um, it's a good thing anyway isn't it because you know you're also learning your own craft but also you're learning about um passing work on to another person within a team which is i think a really valuable tool anyway if you're going to work in a, a creative house or something um and uh the other thing is um you know it it, it you will be doing um you'll be explaining what you want to somebody else and i think the other thing we need to explain is a toile. Now, I know most of us, we all know about toiles, but there's going to be somebody listening to this, creative as anything, and then what a toile is. What's a toile? So it's like the mock-up of the garment that you're going to make. It's where you like experiment and like refine it until you know what the garment that you're going to make is before you do it in your actual final fabric. Absolutely. And, and the things with the toile is you don't kind of like do hems and cuffs and stuff like that because it's experimental and it's like you're finding out. So quite often you'll make a toile and then you'll just end up cutting right into it because you realise something else needs to be there. So it can, children, I'm sorry, a young creators can get very precious about toiles, but they're there as a learning tool on your journey to your final garment. So um, the other thing we need to speak about is the white show because it's such a thing and of course you'll be going what so can we explain that so every year at, uh the first year fashion students at csm have the white show so it's a project where we all get given the same fabric and the same choice of three themes and then uh we have to create a garment that is going to be in the show and it needs to be as like experimental as possible they really push us to do something really big with the silhouettes traditionally it's like a show through the uni but obviously this year it's online um and the uh, the fashion communication students organize all the actual show and like photographs and interviews with us and that's really nice because we get to work with the other students yeah. as well Absolutely. No, I think it's absolutely fantastic. So the White Show is, is um, a sort of like tradition with first year students, isn't it? And I think, was it the last fashion awards that we could physically go to? They came round the, yeah. um, the gallery at the top and that was really, really amazing. So that, you know, just I think it was just a real sort of like nod to how important you all are for the future of fashion and it was just the business to see so what's the fabric that they give you and what were your themes so they give us um suede and cotton and then there was some jersey too but like only if you specifically asked for it they they it was mostly just the suede and cotton and the themes were the choice of real suede I think it was fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah possibly. <laughs> I mean, it was white. It was didn't look very real. 
I don't know what it was made out of though. I'm no, not right. sure how sustainable it is. It's way that pants, they're the way forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yes. And it's a really important point, isn't it? <laughs> I can't see them giving you all oh anyway, I, I stand to be corrected as ever. So um it, it is it's a big thing isn't it it's it's a really exciting yeah. time to celebrate it's, but well it's in the first term as well so there is quite a lot of pressure like yeah. going into it like especially because some people get like you get lots of press there's been some people who literally have had their white show garments worn by like celebrities and it's launched their whole career yeah, yeah. uh so yeah but uh, obviously, if that doesn't happen, it's not meaning like your career's over just because you didn't do well in white show. But it is, it is a, uh, it's an important event. It might be you have a really rubbish first year, and you don't yeah. connect together. And then um, I know Patrick McDowell was talking to us about his experience, and he had a really tricky first year because he didn't actually do a foundation. He got he applied to both foundation and BA. The foundation didn't want him and the BA did, but he kind of, you know, uh, struggled. But it's such a great, honest story for him to tell because he could so easily have not told anybody that. But look at him now, you know, it kind of, I think sometimes these twists and turns are there for a reason. And, um, but, you know, in your first year, it is, it can be really hard. And the fact is, the one, the first things you do when you arrive is prepare for the white show, which is, you know, steeped in tradition. And as Jasmine's explained, some people have, you know, launched careers from it. So, um, you know, there is there is pressure there. But um, how do you feel about, uh, or what were your themes? What were the themes? Okay, so lovers, traditional borderlines, and your thoughts on art. And most people went for lovers. I went for lovers as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You made those shoes, they were fantastic. Yeah. Can you describe them? Uh, so they're like wooden, they were inspired by like Japanese wood block uh, flip flops. Yeah. Uh, but like the whole of the bottom was like wooden and then it like went up where the toes start and underneath had silicon toes that like, so when you're wearing them, it looked like your toes were. Is it like the toes underneath? Yeah, was it like? I'm sorry, I'm making this club free. Was it like, like quite like a an optical sort of reflection or something? No. So I just cast, uh, like I cast a model from my toes, like yeah. in alginate, and like made them into silicon and stuck them on the bottom of the shoes. Absolutely amazing. So, did, how much of that did you have to do yourself? Um, I got my dad to help me Look, with yeah. the wooden part. Because oh, yeah. I was a bit, I'm not really, I'm not really, think, well, I don't think I could yeah. cut wooden shoes out and not that practical. But everything yeah. else, like, I did myself. And I helped him do it as well. Yeah. Uh, I had to, like, keep on pestering him to get it done. I think, I think you just bring everybody in to help you. And if it's, you know, people have had nanas, they've had, uh, you know, twin brothers they've everybody bring in you know your friends I think it is and it's it's nice to have everybody involved yeah 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 That's I always get my sister to do my shoots for me she did the video and the shoot for the white show um, and I'm I'm really hoping I'm really trying to push her to do FCP so obviously she can do what she wants but I think she'd do really good yeah uh, as FCP 
<laughs> she's Holly's always going to do her own thing, though, isn't she? Holly, I absolutely <laughs> love you, and I, 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 I just miss your personality and, and energy. Is a very popular word at the moment in a classroom because she was hilarious, absolutely brilliant. So, um, okay, so where do you see this? Is from Solar. Um, where do you see? Maybe I should ask this one by Ariana first of all. Ariana's fifteen. I don't really. I don't know so many of them so old now. I still think about twelve. What do you want to achieve from learning at CSM? And that's by Ariana, and she's in Brighton. She's fifteen. Um, I really want to make as like unique and creative work as possible, and the best work that I can create. And I also. Um, want to after CSM I want to start my own business and I like I heard a statistic like over 50% of students go on to start their own businesses so I do think it is a good uni to like set me up for that yeah yeah, in the yeah. future as well and do you get uh, business advice support classes anything like that at the moment or is that coming a bit later on I don't know we haven't had anything at the moment but we are only in the first year so maybe it's a bit yeah, and we're early. in a mental old time and you know uh yeah. it's just I'm, I'm just really asking rather than sort of have any thoughts on it so uh this is from Sola she's 15 she's in Japan she is a darling and this is also from Ariana again as well and it's I've kind of combined both of your questions because you were both saying kind of the same thing and that was where do you see yourself after your studies when you graduate and it's kind of as we've asked that it's probably same answer isn't it yeah so I want I do think that I want to do an MA as well right after yeah. I do BA especially since the first year has been like this so I was like it's MAs aren't that long so it'd be good to have another year uh in uni and I think like I've seen the the like difference between BA and MA work is quite and big uh, what would you do if you came out and you ended up in say um some sort of like filming or production process um rather than physical garment in what you know what I'm saying you've got an open mind when you leave would you expect to be a designer when you leave or is it like um just a platform for you to you do you know what I'm saying do you have more open yeah I don't know I do want to I do want to start my own brand while I'm young because I can always do that now and then in the future go and do something else okay. yeah yeah um and I think that like there is a lot of support for those designers that are recently graduating yeah. um and yeah it's just I have motivation and drive to do it whilst I'm this age when yeah. maybe not when I'm older and thinking about children and stuff wouldn't be the best time oh, I can't see you that point yet not for a while anyway uh, we're just too wonderful as you are um okay so that's kind of a questions about you and now just a few on advice so it would be um so this is um questions um, by students who are specific for you and uh, the first one I'm going to put forward is can you ask me how to use Instagram as a platform and show my creativity any do's and any don'ts and that's by Chloe um, I think it's Chloe Martinez and she's 14. Yeah I think that with Instagram make make your 
main account your fashion account or like post your work on your main account uh rather than having like uh, an account that you like rarely go on that you sometimes post your work on if you really care about fashion or art and this is definitely what you want to do make that your whole main thing that you're showing everyone um and I would also say keep like the people you follow and stuff follow your friends but then other than that only follow things that inspire you like that are related to fashion and art like every time you go on the explore page and you see like a stupid tiktok click not interested so they don't show up anymore and so you're like keeping instagram really as a place to go to to get inspired um and not like just a waste of time and i think they're just inspirational things which is so vital gang and don't just follow designers follow you know, people that really you know you need to be inquisitive I think that's one thing you really do I think it's a trait that you that most designers have. you will you have to be inquisitive and that you have this broad sense of you know different things coming in so it's not just because it's almost like it's already been processed by a designer by the time it gets to you so it's not it's kind of like uh, what you'll be great for you to look at are things that perhaps aren't necessarily fashion as well. I'd also I, I really, really recommend that you start following, if you want to go and do a degree, and some people don't, but you need to find out about your colleges. And the more you find out about colleges and the more you compare them, is this me, is that you, the better, better you will be as a student and also you will end up where is best for you. Because obviously for Jasmine, CSM but there's some I mean you know the other colleges are amazing amazing and it may be that you would work out better there and that doesn't mean that your trajectory into fashion is any less it just you just really you have to be inquisitive you have to be interested in life and I agree completely have that as your main account because um and it's some and, and not as Jasmine says I know a lot of you at the moment have just started fashion accounts um and I know you're very active on them at the moment because um I've been encouraging you to be so but what you don't want I think three truths have a, a fashion account that you forget to go on and it's a bit lame and um you know I do think you know if you're in it you're in it make it you know make it your major account yeah and no 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 jumping around in bikinis yeah I also recommend like going on uh the pages for the unis that you want to go to for their fashion courses and if you go in the tagged section you can find lots of students and looking at their work and that will really give you a feel for each uni and like the type of work that you will want to be producing in the future as well absolutely great great advice we've had some really brilliant people on who um uh who didn't go to csm they may be teaching there or they may have taught there or something that didn't go there an excellent excellent education and as we go forward uh, we'll bring forward students from other colleges um to speak to you and when i say college i come from an era when it was kind of art school so then it went to um so the idea it's university is kind of like a bit like oh okay um because i'm old um so uh yes as we know so um right this is one and it's by a combination with jake who is 14 or 50 oh, jake i'm really sorry and finley again well, i think he's 14 and that is when do i need to start portfolio and how hard is it getting into one of the biggest schools for fashion art 
fashion and art? Um, as you should start working on your portfolio as early as possible mm. because you're only gonna improve. Obviously, when you're actually taking your portfolio, it will only be the most recent work, but all the work that you do now is gonna impact your later work. You'll find yourself more, you'll get better and better the more you do. So yeah, start start now. Um, asking, you need to be doing it. It's a really great, I think it's a really rewarding thing to do when you're, you know, I, um, I would say just as soon as you can, just get used to assembling your work and looking at it, having an overview rather than having a bit in the bag over there and a bit here. And I can't remember, I think there's a bit in the cupboard somewhere. Just be proud of what you have. And I think um, do start putting it together. It's very true. It's highly unlikely that you will be using any of that for when you go on to do your foundation or your degree course. But that's, you know, a lot later on. So um, this is just really important. It's a t why, why not? Why would why would you not, you know? So if you're thinking about it, you need to have started it. And there's no age limit. Do you know what I mean? Start whenever ever you are, as even if you're 10. You have fun with it. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that it was, like, really, it was hard to get in. Like, I worked really, really hard uh, to get in. Uh, but, like, I knew that it was what I wanted to do so I didn't mind like working so hard um it was stressful but it was worth it um so yeah, absolutely. absolutely yeah I think you know there's no there's no there's no identity kit for getting into a university there's no um there's nobody I've ever known who didn't do any hardly any work everybody that I've well, respected has absolutely meant it given it their all um, you know, I just think it's so important that, you know, if you're in, you're in, you know. Yeah. So um, we've got another bit of advice here. So um, I've done that one. So, yeah. Um, okay. So somebody wants to know here what other fashion specialisms there are at CSM that you know about and your perspective as a first year student in lockdown so you haven't really been in there as you know as though you know normally but yeah so we have um there's two fashion pathways there's fashion design and fashion promotion or no fashion communications and so within design we have uh women's wear men's wear uh fashion design marketing knit and print um and then within the communications you have fashion communications, promotion, and fashion journalism. Uh, yeah, the I would say um, most students, their biggest course is women's wear. It has double the amount of students as the other ones, or maybe even more than that. Um, and then men's wear is obvious what men's wear is. Uh, FDM, which is fashion design marketing, is they they say it's an overspill for women's wear but it's more than that as well like you can do men's wear or women's wear for it um and it, it's yeah it's more free uh and less defined and then print and knit are also pretty self-explanatory yeah absolutely i think um we were watching the uh in the last lockdown when there were the degree shows 
and uh, I know students are watching all over the place and I have a chat afterwards and I think that the course that most of them identified with is not the straight women's wear was but it was with marketing and I think that yeah uh, you know as I think the, the students that I was talking to they liked the fact that it was more focused in a way um and uh, so that's really a good one and also there's an amazing woman who's involved in that um running it called steph cooper who i've known for a long time and she's just amazing she's another person who just means it um but um so you must look at them the the, the fashion with print is really incredible too isn't it really great uh and um and then we'll probably have a chat with somebody who's been involved in fashion communication because it's a big big thing and you may find actually that is more you than um you know going on to a, a, a design course which may sound absolutely mental to you now because i'm sure you're thinking i want to fashion design won't be but actually the more you know the more you probably consider other things too and there'll be more you it's not the holy grail is it fashion yeah the 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 FCP like the work they produce is really amazing and really inspiring uh, if I didn't do this I'd definitely be doing that yeah 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 no absolutely so I think that's about it um just to say that uh you know some of you may know Jasmine she came in and helped um and we love to have her back uh and uh, definitely over the summer, just you know, when this blooming lockdown's over and done with. Um, Jasmine, you've been absolutely fantastic. Is there anything else that you would like to say to them? Maybe about um, accommodation, when you moved to your accommodation, how was that? You know, um, that experience. Oh, um, <laughs> in first year, okay, in first year I lived in- Foundation. A, uh, yeah, student accommodation. It was a private one, so everyone went to different unis. No one talked to each other. I, I didn't like it. I, I hated it, actually. But it was like, it was a safe place to be for my first year in London alone. You were um, close to the college. Yeah, and I was in, yeah, 15 minute walk to the college, which was really good. Uh, but then this year, I have uh, a one bedroom flat that I live in on my own, which is really good. I don't, if because of Corona living in the uh, student accommodation would have been awful. <laughs> and and like it's come with so many difficulties. But the other thing about being in student accommodation is that rooms are very small. And when you're a fashion student, you tend to have a lot of stuff. Yeah. like where I was last year I had my knitting machine on my desk so I had to do all my work in my bed um and it just wasn't ideal but now I have enough space to do my work so that's good yeah and, and Jasmine um is a sort of really prime sort of person who's worked well living on her own because I think you know you enjoy your own company and you're you're inquisitive you're always busy um the other point that I think maybe we should mention is that um uh, fashion students, and I include the whole of what that means, um, often have to work a lot harder than other design disciplines, don't they? Yeah, it, you know, it's it is it's, it's hard work, but um, yeah, it's definitely very competitive and a lot, a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't change a thing. No, I love it. That's why. 
Yeah. Well, I knew it would be going in. Um, if I wanted something easy, I would have chose something else. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that, you know, those things about thinking about where you're going to live, they're also really important, you know, and it's not cheap in London. Um, so, uh, and I think that the, you know, Justin is so wonderful to share experience of going to Kensington and Chelsea, that if you are living in another part of the com com company, country, there will be excellent foundation courses for you there. Um, uh, I think for me, my foundation course was one of the best years of my life. And, um, you know, so it's really important. I didn't go to a fashion foundation because they didn't exist in those days. So I went on a general one. And I really liked the fact that I met people who are going to do 3D, graphics, fine art, uh, textiles. Um, I wasn't best friends with them all. Some of them I thought were idiots. But I think it was important that I kind of, because you're going to meet those people when you're in your design career. You're going to be involved people in 3D and then production shows, all the rest. Um, you know, and it certainly moved on since when I went there. So I think it's really good that you kind of, you know, understand the mind of a graphic artist, even if they are on your foundation, because you will be dealing with them, uh, with photographers. So it kind of made it really very real for me. Um, so I just think that, uh, I think if you're going to do a degree, you must, don't think, oh, I just want to get straight in because it, it, you're missing out on a really great chapter of your design career and it will make you a richer um, person when you finish, uh, not financially, but I mean, in terms of your work, because you know, it really helps, I think, a, a new way of, of thinking. Um, there's a book I've got somewhere, and it's called, um, Oh, oh, I have got it here. God, that's a miracle. I would really recommend this book um, to any of you. I don't even know if it's still in production. And it's called 101 Things to Learn in Art School. And it's by Kit White. And it's like one of those books where you open up a page and it says something and then it explains it underneath. So it's, it's very, you can dip in and dip out. But I think it's really great for somebody who is frantic and, and, um, really you know just to have a, what what's going to happen what's going to happen and I think it's just a really really helpful book so uh do have a look at that there's loads of other brilliant books too um I don't know who it's by I don't know MIT Press Massachusetts Institute of Technology Ooh, didn't know that so um, I'd recommend that too so um, Jasmine, thank you so much. And we can't wait to see you again. And students who are at the fashion school, I'm sure we'll have another opportunity to chat with Jasmine, as well as we'll be speaking with Maya. And we have another ex-student um, who's now teaching in Brighton with us called Zoe. And she went to Glasgow School of Art. And so I think it's really important that we hear from as many people as we can. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's all right. <laughs> What was that? That's all right. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. I'm so ashamed. I'm so out of my behaviour.